the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. It is Thursday. The year of our Lord, 2022. And I've, I've got a... A bee in my bonnet or my wazoo or whatever. Anyway, I'm a little, um, I'm riled up today, and it has it has something to do um, with San Francisco. And, and we're, we're going to start out the show, I mean, there's so much political news to talk about, and we're going to get to that. But I got to talk to you about what San Francisco is doing with, with our taxpayer money, uh, because there's just not a lot of it these days, because of Joe Biden's economic policies. And uh, folks, I don't want to alarm you, but uh, when you look at the when you look at what some of these big corporations are doing, Amazon laying off ten thousand workers, FedEx laying off furloughing freight people who work in their freight division, Target, uh, the big department store chain, is now lowering their expectations for their fourth quarter earnings. Uh, we are heading into a very difficult time economically. So, you know, our money's tight. And if you haven't uh, visited our friends over at Legacy Gold, you ought to do that just to protect yourself and your retirement funds. So it's I mean, we're about to face a tough time. And, and so here we go with this story out of San Francisco where they are they're planning on giving transgender people. I have the story here in my... My fingers, ladies and gentlemen. Transgender citizens of San Francisco are now eligible for $1,200 a month. Now, there are a couple of, there are two big bombshells in the story. First of all, that they're going to be giving uh, transgender people $1,200 a month for the next 18 months, and it's your money. So if you are a straight person, let's say you're a heterosexual. Like, where's Kyle? Well, you know, Grace is still on vacation, but Kyle is a good heterosexual person. Straight guy. And Kyle, you may be hard up for cash, but you would not be eligible for any of this money. What if I identify? Well, I'm going to get to that because I'm going to take you through the checklist. And that's a good question. What if you identify? But here we are, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll use Kyle as as an example in just a minute, because I actually have the program application for this nonsense. And you better get ready, because this is coming to your neighborhood. Mayor London Breed 
says the program, will provide economically marginalized transgender people with a guaranteed income. And again, if you're a straight person, down on your luck, you need some cash, you don't even have a place to live, well, tough cookies, because you're not eligible. But if you're confused about your pronouns, you got a shot at the 1200 bucks. But here's the other bombshell in all of this. It's not the fact that we're creating some sort of a socialist, communist-style government in San Francisco where you're going to be getting a specific amount of money from the government for doing nothing. And by the way, this is no-strings-attached money. That in and of itself is a bombshell. But when you look at the application, you discover that in San Francisco, there are now 97 new gender options. Now, Facebook came up with what? Was it 40, 50, 60? I think they topped out, maxed out at 60. And then I don't know what happened. So God created, by the way, God created male and female. And that's pretty much where I land. But there are many new genders in this in this application process. So, so Kyle, you could go through here and you could self-identify as really whatever you want to, but among the new genders are something called xenogender, tomboy, polygender, and gray gender. I guess that's what they call the old people, right? Gray gender? I don't know. Uh, Kyle, you could also identify as butch, brother boy. I'm not sure we want to know what that means. Demi boy or stud? Definitely identifying as stud as stud no muffin just stud <laughs> it's no stud muffin just stud uh you you also have pronouns and there are multiple pronouns this is this is unbelievable you have um it so you can actually be an it now they used to take great offense at that you could be a coco cos a z zim zis z zer zer X-E-X-E-M-X-Y-R-S, I-M-I-R-S, Per-Per-Pers, Fay-Fair-Fair, A-Air-Air, A-Tay-Tears, Beaver-Vis, no pronouns. Todd, did you just say Beaver? I, beaver. That's, hold on. Let me see if that's on the list. Gerbil's got to be there. It is San Francisco, after all. Um. You can be a feminine of center. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You could be a demigirl, tea girl, trans girl, sister girl, a cisgender man, man, transgender man, a woman with a history of gender transition. Does that mean you chop it off and you try to put it back on again? Is that what that means? You could be a man of trans experience. I guess that's drag. So, you know, if you don't want to fully commit, you can just put on the dress and the high heel shoes. You can just pretend. <laughs> you can be um, agender, genderqueer, gender outlaw. Does that mean you're a bad boy? You could be gender variant, gender fluid, gender holy. Crap, can't say that word on the on the right. A gender F. <laughs> that's, that's an actual one it's on there. It's an actual, yeah. You could be a gender F word. <laughs> So, you can be bi-gender, multi-gender, pan-gender. Is that like with a casserole dish? I don't know. Uh, gender creative, gender expansive, third gender, neutrosis, omnigender, polygender, gray gender, intergender, 
maverick, Navi gender, two-spirit. And then there are words that look like they have come from the planet Cleon. I, I, I mean, you could be a wacka wine. That's you could be a chuck a chuckchi, um, a travesti, a chabados. I think they have those at Taco Bell. So anyway, the list goes on and on and on here. Ninety-seven genders. They also have sexual orientations. And again, uh, there's a reason why this is important. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I want to I want to go through the sexual orientations. You can be. Um, Aromantic, asexual, BDSM kink, bisexual, demisexual, a. So it's the D word. I'm not even sure we're allowed to say these words, but you can. Your sexual orientation can be the D word for a lesbian and the F word for gay. That is now apparently an official sexual orientation. You can be same gender loving. You can be non monogamous. You can be. Um, a scoliosexual? I have no idea what that means. You can, And by the way, it's very helpful because they actually listed heterosexual here in parentheses. They say that means straight. There you go. You can't make this up. Um, and then they have a separate section. Are you, and it's, it's interesting because there's a new word for Hispanic. Are you a Latin or a, that's L-A-T-I-N-E or Latinx, L-A-T-I-N-X. And then they want to know if you are a sex worker. This is fascinating. Um, <laughs> oh yes, are you a current sex worker? Yes, I am a current. I am current in person sex worker. I am current online phone sex worker. No, I am a former sex worker. <laughs> or no, I have never been a sex worker. So this is all coming from an official district in San Francisco. You know, you had the neighborhoods like the downtown, midtown, city center. Well, in San Francisco, they have something called the transgender district. And this is all about making sure there is a guaranteed income for transgender people. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is all just a mockery of God. I mean, that's what this is. This is this is perverted. This is disgusting, and it is sick. That's what it is. And the fact that our tax dollars are being used to fund this nonsense when we've got so many other things going on in this country is beyond me. But you're going to see more of this under the Biden administration. We could have stopped it had people gotten out to vote in the numbers that they needed to get out and vote on Election Day, but a lot of people didn't do that. And now, as a result, you've got a Senate that is controlled by the Democrats, and ladies and gentlemen, they are going to shove through every radical agenda known to mankind. And if we don't get our act together in Georgia very quickly and get on board the Herschel Walker bus, then by golly, they're going to have they're going to have the ability to do whatever they want to do. Even if Kristen Cinema, who by the way I'm sure supports this nonsense, and Joe Manchin do not. That's what we're looking at here. This will soon become the norm in major American cities, where just because all you have to do is say, I don't know what my pronouns are. Here's a check for 1200 bucks. Compliments of the hardworking heterosexuals of America. 
844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Look, we got a lot going on here today, folks. But again, we've got to, we've got to get our act together. This civil war that's brewing within the Republican Party, everybody's got to get it together, unify, and fight the Democrats. That's what this is about. Stop fighting each other. we got to fight the Democrats. On that note, by the way, I do want to share this information with you. We told you yesterday about this Respect for Marriage Act. And in a nutshell, this is going to put a target on every single church, Christian school, Christian business owner in America. You're a nonprofit, they're going to yank your tax-exempt status. That's what's going to happen with this. So they had to pass this thing. There there was a major hurdle they had to pass, and they were able to do it last night. Twelve Senate Republicans joined Democrats to push through this plan to codify gay marriage. And again, this is not about gay marriage. This is about not protecting religious liberty. And there's a very good chance if this thing gets passed, and it, it looks like it'll be passed um, through with the entire Senate momentarily, and then it goes back to the House, and the House is going to pass it, and Biden's going to sign this into law. And then you will get a knock on the front door of your church from the Internal Revenue Service. That's what this is all about. So here are the 12 senators who joined the Democrats. And I'm going to share these names. Then you need to call these senators, and you need to give them the what for. And then I want you to call us back and tell us what they said. But these are the senators who, by the way, previously were opposed to gay marriage to get elected. But now that they're in office, all of a sudden they've had a change of heart. So here they are. Roy Blunt, Richard Burr, Shelley Capito. Susan Collins, Joni Ernst from Iowa, shame on you, Joni Ernst, Cynthia Loomis, Lisa Murkowski, typical, Rob Portman, Dan Sullivan, Mitt Romney, Tom Tillis, and Todd Young. Those are the Republican traitors who basically said, we don't care about the Christian community in America. We're siding with the LGBT activists. We've got their names on our website. If you can't, if you didn't remember the list, we've got them there for you. I would recommend you calling your senators, all the Republican senators, and urging them not to support this legislation. All right, um, we got to take a break here. We'll be taking your phone calls, 844-747-8868. Got a lot happening up on Capitol Hill. Uh, Some great lawmakers are going to drop by today. Lots of movement afoot as we start to take over the House of Representatives. This is the Todd Stern Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. 
All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Carrie Lake, by the way, says she's fighting. And I say good for you, and I, I think she's doing this the right way. Uh, let's see let's see what happens with the voter fraud. We're going to get into that in just a moment. want to go to the phone line, so 844-747-8868. Amber, uh, listening to us on WABN in Virginia. Amber, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to contribute a little to the pronoun conversation. Um, Today at my workplace, I work for a pretty large corporation, um, but we kind of function independently to an extent. And we noticed today that we now have a pronoun option for all of our clients. So, and we work with animals. So the owners of these animals, I guess, now have the option to tell us what they want to be called or how they want to be addressed and we can select from a list the the issue is the list is so long we don't even know how to pronounce a lot of these pronouns (laughs) it's hard (laughs) it's yeah i i I just went through the list i'm sure i mispronounced a a number of i mean there's 97 new gender options now it's well now a lot of our employees we can we can choose our own pronouns on our own you know accounts for our own pets um, and a lot of our employees have decided to go with yo because we all just want to be able to yell yo at everyone around the hospital, excuse me, my workplace, <laughs> and just refer to each other as yo and get by with it. This is unbelievable, Amber. Did you ever imagine we would live in a time where there would be this sort of pronoun confusion across the nation? No, no. And I asked my hospital manager um, what some of these meant, and we tried to Google it. And the answer that she got on Google in all the jargon was that it is healthy to be confused about your gender and your orientation. And I guess my response to that is Google says it's healthy to be confused, but what I've always read is that the devil is the author of all confusion. So where does that put us? All right, now, don't be preaching, Amber, but you're preaching. <laughs> Amen. No, this is true. You're right. Satan is the author of confusion. Our God is not confused. And the idea that we now have 97 genders is just ludicrous. They're just they're man-made. They're making these things up. And these people are just incredibly troubled and need psychiatric help. I agree. Unbelievable, Amber. All right. So, well, there now the, the the dogs themselves do the are the animals are they getting their pronouns too? Well, I'm not sure. You know, we have to list canine, feline, rodent, etc. So, I just wonder at which point do we have to go by the scientific classification, but then we have an additional box for whatever preference the pet has. <laughs> So you're asking the pets. <laughs> well, God help us all. Uh, my goodness. You know, it seems to me if I'm an illegal immigrant coming from another country and I find out this kind of nonsense, I'm turning right back around and going home where I came from. <laughs> wow. All right, Amber, thank you for that story. That's just insane. Uh, and, folks, is this happening in there? I mean, are, are you guys in, in your businesses, and your offices, are you guys having to uh, list pronouns like, like Amber just shared? Uh, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. <laughs> 
Oh, my gosh. I'm Todd Starnes. He slash him. Buttermilk slash biscuit. We'll be right back. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Great to have you with us. Uh, By the way, I'll be on Newsmax later today. You'll need to tune in and uh, see what I have to say. I think we're talking about abortion, big abortion debate, and uh, what role that played in the uh, the midterm elections. By the way, uh, the Republicans are going after the Biden family. Tax evasion, money laundering, human trafficking, insane stuff. We're going to get to that as well. I do want to go to the phone, though, because we gave you guys an assignment. We need you to contact your senators. And we know that at least 12 senators have joined with the Democrats to advance this so-called Respect for Marriage Act. It is going to target every Christian organization in the country. Uh, let's go to Charles in North Carolina. And uh, Charles, I understand you made the you made the call. What's up? Hey, Todd. Not only did I make one call, I made two calls. Uh, this morning, uh, I saw where uh, Senator Burr and Senator Tom Tillis here in my state of, home state of North Carolina voted to uh, advance that bill. And uh, when I called Todd, uh, I got voicemails. And I left a voicemail, and uh, for Tom Tillis, I asked him why he was to explain why he was supporting that. That's uh, going to declare war on people of faith. Uh, you know, he and I are about the same age, and I also asked him if he could give me one one biblical verse in the Holy Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, that condones marriage between people of the same sex. Uh, Todd, it's not just this issue with Tillis or Burr. Uh, going back a year ago when it was extending the debt limit and then the infrastructure bill, it was the gun bill earlier this year. Uh, these guys have voted to write lock, stop, and barrel with Joe Biden. And when they vote that way, Todd, and, and you call them up, all you get is a voicemail, and they will not call you back. They are tone deaf to the people like me that have voted to put them in office. And once they get there in Washington Tide, I don't know why, uh, but they align themselves with uh, things that I never thought that they would. And it just blows my mind. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yesterday, Mitch McConnell uh, was at, was out there talking about how they want to um, find ways to 
uh, work with Democrats. Uh, and the, the line that really got me was he said, we have to find some things between the 40 yard lines that we can agree on. That's not why we, we gave them the majority in the House. That's not why we tried to give them the majority in the Senate. This kind of nonsense is going to, is going to be why, why Mitch McConnell will always be a minority leader. They're more interested in, in hanging out with the Democrats at their cocktail parties in Georgetown as opposed to doing what we the people sent them to Washington to do. Exactly. They, uh, Mitch McConnell and people like Tom Tillis, uh, they are controlled opposition. They would rather be in the minority than they would show true leadership. And, Todd, I can tell you what's also come, uh, another vote that's going to be coming up here shortly. And even though they haven't had the vote yet, I already know the outcome as far as Tom Tillis and Richard Burgo and, and Mitch McConnell. They're going to have to raise the debt. Yes, they are. We all know. That's okay. it. And, and here's what's going to happen. These guys, for the last uh, several months and year, have complained about inflation, about Biden and all this money being spent and printing money and, uh, and how it's hurting uh, families. But there's going to be an orgy of spending coming up in the next month and a half in this lame duck, duck session. And you, t- you mark my word, Todd, these guys are going to vote to increase spending probably by another trillion and a half to two trillion it's all going to be printed. That's going to put more inflationary pressure on American families. The Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates to try to combat it. And it's just a losing proposition. And I'm just sick and tired of voting for these people that continue to do that. And how we hold them accountable, I, I, I don't know. I, I just do not know. Well, and and the problem I have is that there was an opportunity to dethrone Mitch McConnell. And they did not do it. Yep. We, we with the vote thirty-seven to ten, only ten, and that's the first time, by the way, the first time there has been a double-digit opposition to Mitch McConnell. Uh, senator Ted Cruz is the only senator so far to come out and say he voted against McConnell. This was a secret vote, so we don't know who voted for, who voted against. Got a problem with that? Well. So, Todd, what do you think is the best way to hold these elected officials accountable other than just harass them all the time on the telephone or, you know, I mean, uh, well, I well, a couple of things. I think we have to we have to keep calling and we have to call the district office. We have to call D.C. Uh, That's one thing that we've got to do. We've got to keep the pressure up. The other thing and and I again, I, I don't believe that we should stop voting. But what we can do is stop sending money to the Republicans, and we can let them know why. We can tell them, as long as Mitch McConnell is in charge, you're not getting a single penny of my money. And, and I've already made that commitment. Well, and I told Tom Tillis this morning when I left that message, Todd, I said, you know, by you voting for this, there's two things you're never going to get from me again. You're not getting my money, and you're not getting my vote. I told him, I said, you know that marriage between people of the same sex is not is not right. And then I even brought up this transgender that you've uh, talked about today, that there's only two genders. And once we start going down this slippery slope, uh, there's no turning back. They're breaking the the very foundation of the family. And if you break that, it doesn't matter what else we have, Todd. If you start to destroy the family, then we're going to rot from from within. And and again, when you go down that path, Charles, and and it's – you cannot, you can't undo that. So, you you know, if somebody wants, let's just say, that, and I know this sounds ludicrous, but this has actually been attempted, I think it was in uh, Great Britain, where somebody wanted to get betrothed to their cat. Okay, well, who are we now to say 
that, you know, a man can't marry a cat or a woman can't marry a horse. Who are we to say that now? What right do we have? Because, again, if marriage is going to be whatever you want to define it as, you really don't have a right to, at that point to tell somebody else, no, that's not marriage. Exactly. And, you know, you Todd, like me, you probably thought 10 years ago that you would never see this, that this would be even talked about and legitimized like it is now. But here it is. And the next step is, like you said, one, people will be wanting to marry their animals. And, you know, where does it stop? Well, now they're they're talking about throuples, you know, where three people can get married. So again, what right? Let's just say you've got a. Let's just say there's a a a, a gay guy, and he goes out and gets married, and then he finds out that uh, now they're wanting to get three people want to get married, and that gay that gay married guy stands up and says that is outrageous. That's an attack on the sanctity of marriage. How dare you? You know what? That throuple can then turn around and tell the gay guy, "You bigot." Who do you think you are to say we can't redefine marriage? Yep, yep, that's exactly that's, right. And that's as simple as it goes. All right, Charles, appreciate the call, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Jerry in Milwaukee. Jerry, what say you? Okay, Todd. For one, um, I'm going to start off by probably agreeing with you on something. I think I agree with you on this. Uh, not not in the same-sex marriage. I don't agree with you at all. But Tennessee voted to end the ban on ministers in office, and I think you you would support that, and I support that. Ending the ban on ministers in office, I probably wouldn't vote for a minister, but, I mean, nobody should be restricted based on their religious beliefs. I would just hope that Tennessee would also remove the ban unenforceable. It might be an atheist like me in office. I mean, I would like to see that come about. I think we so. have atheists. I don't think they're enforcing that if it's on the books, uh, Jerry. Yeah, but it's still on the books, though. We, we've they, got a they, bunch they, of godless heathens. <laughs> we, well, we, I think we have some godless heathens uh, that are representing us in the uh, Tennessee State House. Good. I hope so. <laughs> oh, golly. All right, Jerry. So what's up with the same-sex marriage? you got a problem with this. Well, I don't have a problem with same-sex marriage. I, I love the idea of same-sex marriage. I, I think, and then you said, like, you, you're talking about, like, traitors, like Republicans who didn't vote, who didn't vote to, like, uh, keep uh, any ban or voted. It's already or, the or, law like, of the land. No, okay, over 50% now of Republicans in the country say they support same-sex marriage. We're over half and just Republicans. So a Republican politician is not obligated to support your position. And, you know, the position you have, I mean, you have a perfect right to your position, but it's, Seventy percent of Americans at this point agree with me. About thirty percent of Americans agree with you. I'm in the, the vast majority of the opinion, and not just of Americans, but even among Republicans. And you, you don't have to agree with me. You could say that we're wrong. The majority is wrong. But I mean, we are in the majority. And marriage equality. You know, I, I support the rights of churches to choose who will like they will marry, and this law protects that. You know, if a church doesn't want to marry a gay person, that's fine. No, no, They're no. Just... That and that's the problem. It doesn't. And and Jerry, I I, I, I read the, it. The caveat here is, I this is for me. This is not about same sex marriage. The Supreme Court decided that issue. For me, the issue is they're using this as a Trojan horse to go after people who do not support uh, gay marriage no, or same-sex marriage. Yeah, yes, they, no, that, yes, they do. I mean, Senator Ted Cruz said as much yesterday, which is oh, why Cruz he was opposed so to this. all the time. Well, I think he's right on this one. Uh, look, Jerry, the concern here is 
that radical LGBT activist will use this as a way to target the churches and Christian no. business owners. And we have seen them already do it. That's that's okay. why I'm concerned. Okay. So if someone does that, and I believe they are trying to force a gay marriage in a, in a church, I will agree with you. But that, just like the right, a church has a right to say we won't have an interracial marriage. They have a sort of perfect right to decide that. But that doesn't mean that you should, would keep the bans on interracial marriage. You know, some people wanted to keep it banned because they believed religion or because they believed their God said so or they believed their Bible said so. Those were real beliefs that a lot of Americans held 50 years ago. But times change. Just because you have that thing doesn't mean you just keep gays from basically being banned from marriage because someone might say, you should have my marriage in a church. All right, you know? Jerry, Jerry, we got to run. We're late for a break. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Uh, folks, do you agree with Jerry that we're now in the minority? I mean, there are polls out there that su- suggest a majority of Republicans support same-sex marriage. My question is, why? At, at what point do you draw the line? I mean, remember, we went from, what, having two genders, then they added the third, um, and now we're at 97. So once you get that ball rolling, I mean, where do you where do you draw the line? And what right do you have to draw a line? Uh, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, uh, we do have the list of the senators, uh, the Republican senators who sided with the Democrats. We've got that over at ToddSterns.com, and I would encourage you to check that out. So look, uh, folks, President Trump, he has spoken. Newsmax now conducting an urgent poll. Will you support Trump again or will you support DeSantis? Well, Newsmax wants to know what our audience thinks about this, and they want you to text right now the word rally, R-A-L-L-Y, to 39747. That's rally to 39747. Only takes a second. Text rally to 39747. And folks, if you haven't made the, the switch to Newsmax, you need to be doing that right now. I'm telling you, Fox News, they have already turned the page. They are not Trump supporters. I'll tell you more about that coming up. But this is why I made the switch to Newsmax, and millions of others are making the switch as well. Again, don't forget, text the word RALLY to 39747 and vote. Who do you want to be your Republican nominee? We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, folks. Well, ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, Nancy Pelosi 
now announcing she will not seek re-election as leader of the House Democrat Conference. In other words, she is no longer going to be the minority leader. Uh, she is gone, kaput. She's um, hammer tongue. Oh, that's too soon. Sorry, we can't say that word. Sorry about that. I, I apologize. So uh, Pelosi is stepping down. She will not say who should replace who should replace her. My money is on AOC. I, folks, I'm telling you, the Democrat Party, they're going to get radicalized pretty quickly. So don't be surprised if one of the progressives uh, actually becomes leader of the Democrats there in the House of Representatives. This is going to be very intriguing, about as exciting, really, as what's going to happen on the House of Representatives side. Kevin McCarthy does not have the, the numbers. And, and I'm telling you, House Freedom Caucus members, you guys have to, you have to hold the line. You have to hold the line. Do not support Kevin McCarthy as the leader in the as the speaker for the House of Representatives. Can't do it. All right, 844-747-8868. Let's go to James listening to us on KWAM. James, what's on your mind? Well, you know what? First first of all, the, the previous caller, it must be nice to be so oblivious that you can't see what's going on around you. Uh, because I can't be. I see what's going on around me. And it comes down to this. You know, everybody can support whatever they want to. They got free will and free choice because God gave it to them. But one of these days, they'll have to take an account for it. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, one of these days, they will stand before the Lord, and they will give an account for what they've done in their life. James, when, when you look at what's when you look at what's happening in the culture right now, it is a very dangerous thing. I mean, you're talking about literally the dismantling of the traditional family, mom, dad, and kids. The, the ultimate goal of these radical sex and gender revolutionaries, they want to destroy the family. That They want government control of your life. That's what this is all about. Well, you know what? Years ago, and I do mean years ago, like 10, 15 years ago when all this stuff started and they talked about gay marriage and everything else, I, I looked at my wife, I told her, I said, just wait, just wait. Polygamy will come back. And then they'll be bearing horses and dogs and everything else. Well, and again, I, I I would say this is ludicrous, but people have actually tried to do that, and they're using the the example of well, you know, who are you to define what marriage is? And we are watching, and James as shocking as this is for people, I wasn't surprised to see this happen. But now you have people trying to mainstream pedophilia and they they've even come up with the, the the new name it's minor attracted person uh this is this is all evil it's sick it's perverted and we all knew this was coming absolutely well and and not to, not to keep you on the line too long but you know there was there was a daughter and father arrested in Oregon actually biological daughter and father that were having kids and the police found out about it and arrested them, but I, I doubt anything will actually happen. Jeez, Lou, break out the banjos. Mm-mm-mm. All yep. right, James, appreciate the call. Uh, wow. Thanks, Tom. All right, appreciate you there. This is the headline from ToddSterns.com. Fox News calls Trump a three-time loser. I, I hope that you understand that how difficult this is going to be for Trump because he will not have the support of Fox News Wall Street Journal, New York Post. You say, well, that's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. It's a very big deal. 
a lot of conservatives still watch Fox News. And I know millions of people are heading over to Newsmax, but not enough. And so when people when people watch Fox, they're going to be indoctrinated. Rupert Murdoch has announced that his media platforms will not be supporting Donald Trump. They're going anti-Trump. And they've already demonstrated that with a lot of the stories, and you probably have already seen the change, and it's not even subtle. But this is pretty terrible, what Fox News is doing to Donald Trump. I think an argument could be made that Donald Trump saved Fox News Channel from spiraling out of control when Roger Ailes was given the heave home. All right, we got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868. Fox News has turned on Trump. Are you going to turn on Fox News? We'll take your calls coming up. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, hour two underway. Uh, we got a lot of people wanting to weigh in uh, on Fox News dumping president trump we're going to be taking your calls on that in just a matter of moments uh but we're also getting some breaking news from uh the u.s capitol where nancy pelosi has announced that she is now stepping down from leadership and i believe we actually have a live feed set up and this is the reaction this is what's happening live on capitol hill Well, there you go. So uh, we'll, we'll 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 dip back into our exclusive live feed from Capitol Hill. But apparently, many people very happy that Pelosi is uh, at least her leadership position uh, is uh, six feet under now, and uh, no word yet uh, on who is going to replace her. She is not endorsing anyone. Hakeem Jeffries uh, is mentioned as a possible. Uh, new minority leader, and also uh, AOC. We'll keep you updated on that. Right now, though, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us from the great state of Utah, Congressman Chris Stewart. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. Uh, it's great to be with you. Thank you. So uh, the news, of course, Pelosi uh, is out. Um, we understand, of course, yesterday the vote uh, Kevin McCarthy not hitting the magic numbers he needs. Uh, where do you stand on Republican leadership in the House? Well, I think I think it's likely that Kevin is the next speaker. He won, as you know, overwhelmingly among our conference. I think there was, what was it, like 190 to 30 or something like that. And uh, it's important for people to know this is actually kind of a two-step process. The Republican conference gets together, all the Republicans in the House, and we vote on our who we want to be the speaker and we have a debate we have the candidates stand up and speak uh anyone who wants to can run for speaker i'm the i'm the only guy in congress who's smart enough not to want the job but anyone who does is welcome to stand up and make their case and then we vote and then once we've done that then we say okay this is the person we've selected to lead us but then you have to go to the floor that first week in january and this is where all the drama comes in and that's where one by one individually our names are called we stand up we say 
who we want or who we're voting for the speaker. And, of course, all the Democrats vote for their candidate, and the Republicans generally vote for theirs. Uh, but that's where the that's where the <clears throat> uncertainty comes in because Kevin's only going to have you know two or three four uh, votes that he uh, a margin and there are some people who said they will not vote for him and uh, I think again I think it's likely that he is next speaker but it's not certain at this point. Congressman, I want to play some audio. Uh, this is Jim Jordan just a few moments ago announcing that lots of investigations are about to ensue. Cut number nine, please. Is the FBI going to quit interfering with elections? 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before an election. Maybe it'd be nice... If the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us, that's supposed to be how America works. So this is the focus on the Judiciary Committee, the political nature of the Justice Department, and the linkage now to what was happening with the Hunter Biden story, again, just 15 days before we have a presidential election. So Jim Jordan says uh, they're going to be holding the Justice Department accountable. What say you, sir? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the most disgusting and outrageous things we've seen in the last five to six years is the politicalization of senior people in the Department of Justice and the FBI. And Jim mentioned some of the examples of that, but he didn't say all of them. There are others that, uh, that go unmentioned, and they absolutely have to be investigated, and they have to be held accountable. It's so frustrating that people recognize, you know, I, I sit on the House Intelligence Committee. We learned early in 2016 that everything that was being told the American people was just absolute BS. It was just absolute lies and fabrication. And yet to get the media to recognize that, it took us, what, four years? And even now, half the American people don't believe it when, they, when we tell them it was the Democrats who were working with Russian agents to, to smear and to influence an election about uh, in, in 2016 regarding President Trump. And, and there's no question that the FBI went to the FISA court, for example, and actively deceived them. There was a concerted, coordinated effort to deceive the FISA courts, to deceive Congress, and that was just the beginning of this. And finally, we're going to have a chance to hold them accountable. The American people are frustrated that it's taken this long. We have a responsibility to do that. Uh, Well, and and I'm so glad to hear you say that, Congressman, because this has to be addressed. This has to be investigated. And another another story that's getting very little attention, uh, but now we know that the um, the documents that the FBI were looking for, they believe that these were really these were just mementos and souvenirs, and the president wanted them, you know, to display in his library or whatever. They originally told us this was a matter of national security uh, that the nation itself was at risk because of whatever Trump had at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, what what nonsense! It's, it's and, and by the way, every president has taken some of these documents with them. Every one of them: President Biden, President Bush, President Clinton. It goes back to where they took some specific documents with them. And people, I mean, to show the absurdity of this, there was much of the media claimed, well, these were nuclear secrets. Again, what nonsense. I mean, do they actually think that he has the launch code sitting in his desk drawer? Uh, And what they define as a nuclear document is a newspaper article that mentions uh, an ally who has a certain number of nuclear missiles or nuclear weapons. And that now becomes a nuclear secret. 
Uh, and again, look, I support the FBI agents who are working hard in the field. I'm not criticizing them. I am criticizing their politicized leadership. And as a former Air Force officer, an Air Force pilot, when we saw abuse at Abu Ghraib, for example, it was the military members who stood up and said, this is wrong. These people should be held accountable. They should be held to account for what they did. And the FBI, we're trying to protect FBI agents who are working in the field from a corrupt leadership. And they want us to expose their corrupt leadership. And that's what, again, the Republicans have a responsibility to do that now. All right, Congressman Chris Stewart on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Congressman, another big story, the um, the latest from Ukraine, where, I mean, now the White House is wanting an additional $37.7 billion of funding. Congressman Thomas Massey says, hey, hold up here. We've, got to, we've really got to take a, a long, hard look at the hundreds of billions of dollars we're giving this country. What, what say you? Well, I did an editorial, I think it was in Fox News a couple of weeks ago, but I, but I asked this question, again, as a former Air Force pilot, military leader, did we learn anything from Afghanistan and Iraq? In fact, uh, we were on, on, the, on a Zoom call this morning with some uh, leaders in Ukraine, and I asked this question, are, is, is the administration and the American people, are we aligned with Zelensky and his goals? Because Zelensky said, I will prosecute this war until I've uh, uh, killed every Russian soldier in not only eastern Ukraine, but now in Crimea. And if that's actually his goal, and America supports that goal, then I promise you, we will be at war with Russia. Because Vladimir Putin considers Crimea exactly the same as if it was Moscow. He is going to defend Crimea. And the thing we have to do now, and I think we should do before we send them any more money, is to make sure we're aligned on what we're trying to achieve there, because right now we're not. Zelensky wants to go much, much further than many of us in Congress would support. And the second thing, Todd, is how do we know how this money is being spent? Where's the accountability? Why is the administration resisting the idea of an inspector general who has the ability to go in and to account and be responsible for this money? Once again, looking back to Stinger missiles in Afghanistan as an example of where weapon systems just didn't have the supervision that was required. And I think those two things have to be accounted for before I and I think a lot of Republicans are going to vote for any more aid to Ukraine. We want to make sure there's an accounting for the money and we want to make sure that our goals align with them and that their leadership is not going to go further than we can support. It is a very, very tenuous situation there. Not to push Vladimir Putin to the point that he pushes back in a potentially very, very dangerous way. And, Congressman, I know within our own party, you know, I'm a conservative, a rock-solid conservative, but now I'm apparently a liberal because, you know, I don't want to get into a nuclear war with Russia. Uh, but this yeah. whole idea of the missiles that uh, crossed into Poland, killed a couple of people on a farm, uh, we th- that's a very dangerous thing because now we know that the, you know everybody thought the Russian the missiles were Russian. Turns out they're Ukrainian. I mean, we need we need adults in the room to make sure we don't stumble our way into a shooting war with the Russians. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And if we if we do this thoughtfully and if we do it carefully, we can achieve a good objective here, and by and large have to this point. And that is we've been able to weaken Vladimir Putin's standing in the world and his ability to carry out offensive military operations. That is a good thing. Todd, you and I agree on this. Uh, Vladimir Putin is a KGB thug, and, uh, and we should try to diminish his, again, his influence in the world and on the world stage. 
But at the same time, you have to recognize that there are red lines that he has that if we push to those red lines, he's likely to respond in a way that could in an incredible way escalate. And not over a matter of months or weeks. It could potentially escalate over a matter of a few days. And this latest incident with the missiles landing in Poland is just a tiny example of something that could start that. Uh, so we need to be, as you said, adults in the room, very thoughtful, make sure our goals align with uh, with our allies. And as I said, right now we don't. And uh, you're going to have a lot of members of Congress who are going to who are going to ask questions before we uh, we appropriate any more money. All right, Congressman, appreciate you coming on the show. Congressman Chris Stewart from the 2nd Congressional District in Utah. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, uh, there you go. I'm, it, it looks like certainly our House Freedom Caucus friends are going to play hardball, uh, going after Joe Biden, going after Hunter Biden and this Biden crime syndicate. we got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, clearly, something is not quite right when it comes to Ukraine and how devoted this administration is. And you do wonder if they're holding if they're holding us hostage, or at least the Biden administration hostage, uh, because of what they know about Joe Biden. All right, we got to take a break here, and uh, when we come back, Fox News now announcing they're going to be anti-Trump. Uh, they've already published um, a story today. I've got to read this headline. This is just. It's really shocking to think, but Fox News is turning on Trump. They called the president, a former president, a three-time loser. The New York Post calling him Trumpy Dumpty, who fell off a wall. And even uh, even the Wall Street Journal calling him the, the greatest Republican loser. So Rupert Murdoch has given the okay, and uh, he's turning his media empire as a weapon to be used to take down Donald Trump. Are you still supporting uh, Donald Trump? Do you watch Fox News? Have you made a switch to some other news agency? Because clearly, Fox is going to be fighting for Ron DeSantis. They're choosing DeSantis over Trump. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. folks welcome back to the todd starns radio show let's get to the phones here 844-747-8868 bill is listening to us on kwam our flagship station in memphis tennessee bill what's on your mind today oh thank you for having me on first of all todd i appreciate it this is uh, bill in cordova <laughs> um this media this rupert murdoch thing i'm just going to say first of all if i wasn't the trump supporter I would be now because the media is just it's pushing people towards the underdog, in my opinion. I think that Rupert Murdoch's reactions are going to have an adverse effect on on, uh, Trump, you know, for Trump. I think it's going to work out well. I think Trump's probably going to win anyway. It's going to be a tough call because you called it right a few minutes ago. He doesn't have media support. But I don't know if Trump needs it, to be honest with you. He's he's pretty good at getting his word out there without them. And they are all, all fake news anyway. And on an unrelated note, a related note to that, um, McCain-Feingold is largely responsible for this election mess that we have, like in Arizona and and uh, Nevada and all those areas where the votes are still being counted. 
I think that that campaign reform cost a whole lot of money to come into the, the both campaigns, both sides that wouldn't have been there except for, you know, they just would have had what was from the voters. But right now, the way it is, corporations can pretty much write a blank check to a campaign. And I don't agree with that at all by, through PACs. And, and Bill, and, and this is why, and this is why so many Republicans, when they get elected, and they turn to they turn to the left. They're making that turn because in the passenger seat is the Chamber of Commerce, and they're driving oh, yeah. all of this big corporate money into their coffers. Mm-hmm. So they're literally pledging their allegiance to these big businesses, and and not the people who sent them to Washington in the first place. That's what I'm saying, exactly. That's the result of McCain-Feingold, because they've enabled this, and then the Supreme Court ruled that corporations are citizens, too, and corporate citizens have the right to donate. And they gave them that right to really just write a blank check. I'm, and I don't agree with that. My my vote is usurped, as yours is, by donations from uh, major corporations like that, even through PACs, and then, of course, the unions are all involved in all this. And we need to bring the elections back to the people. It needs to be about our vote, not about how much money people get from corporations and how many how many favors they are owed that they owe people. It's a great point, and and it's it's the PACs that are, that are doing it. So it's uh, exactly. these super PACs are it's insane. Uh, I love how they do it in in Kansas, where I think they limit the amount to what five hundred dollars. That's as much as you can give. But the problem with that is then the corporations can come in, set up the packs, and they're just funneling you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars towards these candidates. Exactly, and then the unions, you know, like General oh, Motors, they they yeah. have a pack, and they and they require their employees to donate, and that base, well, you know, they their union dues it comes out of their union dues. And that money, that billions of dollars they get, they can give it to any one candidate they want through a PAC. That's and it. If you think your twenty seven hundred dollars counted when you if you donated that much and they do that, it doesn't count. Exactly. At all. all right. B- Bill appreciate appreciate the call. Let's go to Mike in Memphis, Tennessee. KWAM, our great call letters there. Hey Mike, what's on your mind? Good morning there, Todd. I'm not used to doing this kind of stuff, but uh I got to get in there and say something because you had a gentleman call earlier about uh, Tennessee and something about more atheist or something like that, and and he talks about uh, times have changed. And um, what I wanted to read, though, I'd looked this up the other day, and it was kind of it was a good thing to read. Actually, it's uh, from David Barton. And this is the 1796 Constitution of Tennessee. This is when it was written. Real quick here, Mike. Okay. No person who denies the being of God or a future state of rewards and punishments shall hold any office in civil department of this state. I like that. I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I do not have an issue with that. Well... The only other statement I wanted to really read was this right here. When you talk about the Republican Party and how far it is straight away. I hate to do this, Mike, but we have run out of time, my friend. They're going to cut us off. Uh, Folks, sorry about that. Uh, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show.
All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, good to have you with us. Uh, coming up in just a few moments, we'll be speaking with our good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Um, Ron DeSantis uh, was asked about the GOP Civil War. Uh, here's what he had to say about that. Cut six. Look, I think we we just we just finished this election. Okay, people just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously, we just ran an election. We have this Georgia runoff coming, which is very important for Republicans to win that Georgia runoff. I mean, I know around the country, uh, Florida was kind of the the biggest bright spot. It was not so bright in many other parts of the country. It was a it was a it was a substandard performance given the dynamics that are at play. So hopefully, we'll be able to be able to do that. But I think what people like me who've been given the opportunity to continue is okay. Uh, let's do something with that. And the reason why we want historic victory is at the end of the day, we led, we delivered, and we had your back when you needed us. That, that is why we won big. Yeah, look, uh, folks, again, moving forward, attack the Democrats. Listen up, Republican candidates. Attack the Democrats, not each other right now. Ron DeSantis has done an amazing job in Florida, and no doubt he owes the early the early moments of his political career to President Trump. So let's get this all figured out. We know there's a lot of back and forth behind the scenes, but let's focus on defeating the Democrats and not each other. All right, uh, I believe we have yet another line. We've got, we have sources all over Capitol Hill, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of the other talk radio programs, they do not have the resources that we have here on the Todd Starnes radio program. And I believe that um, our good buddy, Jim Gossett, is somewhere, I, we think, in a cloakroom. I don't know, but they're, they're having some sort of a musical tribute right now to Nancy Pelosi. Can we listen in on that? Pelosi will be gone, we can hardly wait The midterm election sealed her fate Soon she will be out, her tenure it will end She'll hang out with Paul and his new friend It's a victory We're Pelosi free This gal who did us wrong will no longer be Speaker of the House, Nancy will not be The worst to hold the job in our history Division and hate, that's what Nancy sowed Time to tell her to hit the road Nancy, do us all a favor Pack your bags and leave D.C. Happy days are here, thanks to the GOP! Speaker of the House till January 3, then we take back our country. January 3rd, we will make the switch and say goodbye to the wicked witch. Ah! You cursed brat! Look what you've done! I'm <laughs> Did she say Paul, he's going to be hanging out with Paul and his friend? <laughs> oh, wow. All right, Jim. Uh, well done there. Jim Gossett, uh, the official musical director of the Todd Stearns Radio Program and our congressional correspondent as well. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, may I? Can we take a break from politics? There is a story 
that I uh, I have to I have to share with you, and uh, it involves preachers. Now I have a question. I know a lot of you go to church, uh, you go to synagogue, and you have a pastor, uh, you have a rabbi, and I'm I'm curious to know if your if your pastor what your pastor wears in the pulpit. So there, there's a pastor in the Badlands of South Dakota. His name is Adam Weber. He is the pastor of Embrace Church. And he was called out the other day by a church member because he wears skinny jeans in the pulpit. No, I'm not making this up. I mean, back when I was growing up, if you were a pastor, you would wear a suit. You would wear, it may not even be a nice suit, but you would wear a suit. You would wear a tie. Uh, Back when I was a kid, uh, we used to call that Sunday going to church clothes, right? So you you would have special clothes set aside and that you would dress up for Sunday services. And, you know, I don't know the reason why. It's just you wanted to wear your best to church. And uh, anyway, now nowadays you've got the preachers and they wear flip-flops and shorts and they wear oh Tommy Bahama's like real big in the uh, in the pastoral community. But anyway, this pastor, Pastor Weber, likes to wear the skinny jeans and the uh, he got some nasty letters from parishioners. And I got to read this letter the pastor uh, received. Uh, pastor, this is completely offensive and morally wrong. As head pastor, do you really think it's appropriate to wear skinny leg jeans to preach? Since when do men wear skinny leg jeans? Where is your common sense? This is an outrage. I'm trying to invoke the outrage. I mean, this was clearly written in a in a fit of anger. You are a representative of Jesus Christ. Certainly you can dress professionally and conservatively. And this is all caps. You are a role model for crying out loud. The praise and worship team should also dress conservatively. Again, she's very upset writing. writing. We, have, we assume it's a, a female, but it may be a guy. This is mandatory being in ministry. This looks like you're trying on purpose to dress sexy. Just disgusting for a pastor. Use some common sense. Dress like you should. You are not in middle school, but rather responsible for an entire church. Get a clue. Now, I've seen a photograph of the pastor, and he also wears the Hawaiian shirt. And he also wears that shirt untucked. I guess that means he's going to hell. I don't know. So anyway, Pastor Weber uh, posted this on his social media page. He didn't name the uh, the, the, the the church member. Uh, but anyway, uh, he says just because he wears skinny jeans does not mean he is backsliding. Now, I'm a Southern Baptist. I've been a Southern Baptist my whole life. You all know the story. I've shared this many times. I made that decision as a third grader in vacation Bible school based primarily on what they fed us at snack time. Southern Baptists have better food. And I'm telling you, many of our preachers have no business wearing skinny jeans. I, I'm i serious. Many of them have been around the church supper buffet line just a few too many times, and uh, I've seen a couple of them try to squeeze into the skinny jeans, and they look like a muffin top. Nothing personal. 
Anyway, Caleb Park, the managing editor of my website, uh, said this, and he got so much blowback. But he said, too many pastors wear skinny jeans when God is actually calling them to wear regular fit. (laughs) Uh, There you go. I was going to share that story after we had our good friend Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel on, but uh, we, we had a little hiccup, and Pastor Hibbs joins us now. Pastor, do you wear the skinny jeans in the pulpit? <laughs> I I do not, which makes me very holy, I assume. And, Todd, I'm thinking that you in skinny jeans, uh, that would automatically equal backsliding. There's just no no doubt about that. I, but, could, uh, I could hit the high notes in some of those worship songs, but <laughs> otherwise... I. It's not a good uh, look for me. <laughs> but look, hey, hey, but but you know, just to add to what you just said a moment ago, look, I'm from Southern California, where where people come to church in flip flops and shorts or a three piece suit, sitting side by side. It's pretty unique. However, I agree with you. There's something where the Holy Spirit, for example, will not allow me to teach the Bible, even if it's at a camp, wearing shorts. I just can't do it. And there's there is some sort of appropriateness that the Spirit of God, in His wisdom, I'm not being legalistic here, but in His wisdom, there is something to be said about how we look when we are presenting the Word of God. Are we distracting people by what we're wearing? Are we stumbling people by what we're wearing? Um, So, interesting. And you're right. Southern Baptists have got the best food, and so thus, no skinny jeans. Yeah, it's always best. You got to wear the uh, the stretchy pants if you're going to go to the buffet. So it's. Uh, I wrote a whole chapter in a book about this. Believe it or not, <laughs> I love it, uh, Pastor. We we did want you to, uh, to to join us, not to talk about skinny jeans, but to talk about this really crazy legislation that is making its way uh, through the Senate, soon to be the House. Uh, that people are very concerned will put targets on every church in America, talking about the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, how concerned are you guys out there in California about this legislation? Well, I, uh, Todd, I have to answer that, and I, and I don't want to sound cavalier, and I don't want to sound um, uh, callous, but we already had to deal with this many years ago here in the state of California. And it's that old adage, Todd, that you and I often say, what happens in California doesn't stay in California. These are things that we've had to deal with for a very long time, predominantly ever since the California uh, state courts overturned, or I should say ceased to enforce our constitutional uh, change here in California in Prop 8 back in 2008, where the voters of California, uh, 7 million of them, uh, said that marriage is between a man and a woman, and we changed the state constitution. That's the law, but it's not enforced here. And so uh, what you're talking about now is something we've been, we've been dealing with for a long time, and uh, now the rest of the nation is going to have to deal with it. But the point is this, Todd. It is a direct attack against our, our biblical worldview value. Somebody might say, well, I don't care. Well, here's the thing. You have to care for this reason. Marriage, by definition, is solely reserved for God to define because he is the creator of it. He's the one that created and, and labeled marriage between a male and a female, a husband and a wife. And it's just indicative, Todd, of the, of the grand, quick slope that we are sliding down as a nation where we have got some strange thought of cutting all of our moorings loose from our foundations. 
uh, on every front, be it this case, be it a child in the womb, the definition of who's responsible, this and that, the laws of our land. The question is, do we even have a Judeo-Christian witness anymore in the, in the, in the United States? And, and do we even have an operational constitution? It's a fair point you raise, and you know earlier in the the show we were talking about something happening in your state in San Francisco, where the the mayor is uh, going to be giving transgender citizens a twelve hundred dollar a month guaranteed income. Uh, right. and, but but that's not the crazy part of the story. When you actually look at the the application, the city of San Francisco now lists ninety seven possible gender types. To your point, it's a slippery slope. And for the first time in California history, Gavin Newsom has been able to take this state and for the first time create a $25 billion, with a B, $25 billion deficit. California, with all of its craziness and all of its radical spending, our economy is pretty freakishly solid and sound. But all of a sudden now, with his policies and with his Antics has driven so many businesses out of this state that it's national news right now this morning that Newsom has created for himself a $25 billion deficit because he's managed, mismanaged this state. And San Francisco, everybody needs to remember, Todd, you know this well. San Francisco used to be his city. He was the mayor of that city. He created the modern San Francisco. And now everything that he has sown is now harvest is now sprouting and being harvested and it's death it's destruction and it is insanity so you've got this credit uh, for transgender type of uh, you know bizarre uh, choices and you get rewarded for it it's just absolutely ludicrous I don't think though Todd it can continue much longer something's got to give it's going to tip good or it's going to tip bad, but it cannot stay in what we think or would consider equilibrium. There's no way. We, we have about 60 seconds here, Pastor, and one of the things that I just it, I just marvel at, um, looking at the, the great work that God is doing at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, uh, you guys are in Southern California, you're talking about these issues from the pulpit. Instead of driving people away, you guys are literally exploding at the, the seams. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, people want truth, and they want honesty, and I. this next word, I mean it. It's not some, it's just not some statement. Transparency. They want to see the real Jesus from the real Bible without apology, God's truth, and that's why people are flocking here, and we give them every opportunity also to affect their culture for Christ, to, to leave church Sunday morning, Todd, and go and do righteousness for, for the six days of the week before they get refueled again in the Word of God to get back out there and do it again. It's it's amazing, and uh, and Pastor, we appreciate your time. Uh, by the way, manuscript coming your way because uh, you're writing the forward to uh, my new book that'll be out next year, and I'm really honored for that. I'm looking forward to it, Todd. I'm sure it's going to be great. I hope. Yeah, there, well, just skip the chapter about the skinny jeans, but the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pas- Pastor, uh, great having you with us. And, folks, you can follow Pastor Jack, Real Jack Hibbs, uh, on Twitter. And we also have links to Calvary Chapel in our live show blog. Pastor, thank you again. 
God bless you, Todd. All right, uh, folks, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Does it really matter what you wear to church? Curious to hear your thoughts on that. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, let's uh, get to the phones real quick here. Uh, squeeze in a call from Jeff in North Carolina. Jeff, what's on your mind? Well, Todd, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the dress code for the pastors. Sure. And I've, I wanted to relay to you a story of 1980. I'm a, I'm a young man, and uh, we were raised in Free Will Baptist Church. And when our pastor was leaving, our church was interviewing new pastors. And one of the pastors that we interviewed, I will never forget, he was a bit on the hippie side and a high-pitched voice. I had three older brothers, and they were completely enthralled by this man being able to speak to them in a manner that they could relate to. Now, our church took a chance on this pastor because in his one of his interviews, he relayed how he was in a church that was just old guard, old pastors, and dying. It was aging out. And they took a chance on this pastor and gave him the spot, and he preached to us for six years. And what we have now, I'm 60 years old, and the elders in our church were people that were brought into our church in their teens and 20s by having someone who was not 60 years old preaching at them instead of to them. And oh, no. I think for churches to grow, I think we need something outside the norms for the people who are attracted for that. Yeah, look, I don't have a preference one way or, or the other, and I think it really is the intention of the person. Are they doing it just to be shocking, or is this you know how they dress? And I would only say this, try showing up at a wedding dressed like that, and I suspect, I suspect people might raise their eyebrows. But again, to your point, I, I get it. I, I get it. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer there. Uh, Jeff, we got to run, but good thought. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're doing well, and a happy Wednesday to you. Uh, all you folks in Georgia, big, big Herschel Walker rally tomorrow. And I'm hearing what Tim Scott's going to be there, maybe Marco Rubio, uh, yours truly. I just got a text message from the Walker campaign and asked if I could be down in Georgia tomorrow. So uh, we're going to try to work all of that out. But uh, hopefully I will see a lot of you folks boots on the ground in Georgia as uh, we pull out all the stops to make sure Herschel Walker is the next Republican senator from the state of Georgia. Uh, following a, another breaking news story, uh, just just horrible story, out of uh, Los Angeles County where 25 law enforcement recruits, we understand these folks were with the uh, Sheriff's Department, L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Uh, they were part of the Star Explore Training Academy. Um, 25 people run over by a wrong way driver this guy plowed into the recruits while they were jogging 
Uh, that happened earlier today. We don't have any information on um, the, the, the motive here. So we don't know if this was intentional, if it was an accident. Uh, we're waiting to get more information from the Sheriff's Department, and we'll keep you updated. Uh, we understand as many as 11 of those cadets in critical condition right now, so certainly want to pray for those folks uh, today. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, good friend of this program. He is the senior pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church, president of West Coast Baptist College, Dr. Paul Chappell. Uh, Dr. Chappell, I know you have uh, many people in law enforcement there in your church. Are you guys hearing anything about what happened down there? We have not heard any motive either, but we are praying for those that were critically injured. We know there were five that are critically injured, and um, it was in Whittier, California, which is where the academy is for the uh, sheriff's department. And so we're all praying for them, and it's been uh, it's been quite a few days for them. Uh, our friend uh, Sheriff Alex Villanueva lost the reelection bid, and. Uh, so we have a new sheriff in town, Sheriff Luna, and so we're just praying for all of the uh, department because this is the type of thing that, that runs deeply as far as the, the grieving process, and we're just praying that these men and ladies will recover. Absolutely. Um, and again, another big story that we've been following, and it is currently developing in Washington, D.C., uh, Pastor Chapel. It, revol- it involves a piece of legislation called the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, there are many in the religious liberty community that are very concerned uh, that this legislation could put a target on the backs of Christians, and a lot of, uh, a lot of people are very, very concerned about this. What say you? Well, I have the same concern, and, and many of us felt it was rushed through uh, the the House of Representatives uh, uh, when they dealt with this six or so months ago, and now it's just suddenly being pushed on the front burner of this session of Senate. And the ramifications are great because it's quite obvious that there are people uh, who who detest uh, biblical values and the Christians who hold them, and uh, this is a way to begin to encroach upon Christian nonprofits and churches with really the idol of the left. And the left has an idolatry toward uh, this uh, LBGTQ agenda, and they bow down to the LBGTQ, they tithe to them uh, by way of their ESG financial policies. Um, it It is their god. And because of that, they want to put it on the forefront of of the legislative agenda. Uh, it was interesting. Not I think it was two or three days ago. Franklin Graham uh, placed uh, something on his uh, social media that caught my attention. But he was speaking of this issue, and he said, "God defines what sin is, not us. And every person is person is guilty of sin, uh, all of us included." But he said it was God who defines sexual orientation as male and female. His laws and standards are given to mankind out of truth and love. And I just completely concur with that. You open the Bible to the book of Genesis, and it's just so simple. Male and female created he them. So uh, they want to enshrine this uh, into the laws of the 50 states. Um, I believe it will be a problem if it passes for many years to come. And and we know that because when Barack Obama so infamously said, hey, look, gay marriage is not going to have anything to – it's not going to impact your life at all. You live your life. You do you, Christians. Uh, this is not going to affect you at all. And, of course, now we know that was that was a lie. 
that right. uh, that um, it, it is impacting uh, especially Christian business owners and especially those in the wedding industry. And yeah. I have no doubt that this is, once it's codified, you're going to see a whole other slew of lawsuits uh, being directed at Christian business owners and possibly churches. And I believe discrimination towards employees of large large corporations uh, who attend uh, Bible-believing churches, that's coming as well. Just yesterday in Seattle, we heard of uh, Christians who had just Christmas decor in their home offices, and there are laws being now considered in the city of Seattle uh, to force people to remove any Christian symbolism from their home if they're going to do a Zoom meeting. And it, there's a hatred for the things of God, including his original design for marriage. And so uh, it's, you know, and, and it's interesting because this is happening so quickly. Barack Obama, the first time he ran, he ran on a, a policy that marriage was between a man and a woman. Then he changed his mind. And, and most all of these politicians that are 60 and, and younger uh, a 60 and older, rather, have changed their mind on this. Uh, but God hasn't changed his. And, uh, you know, as believers, we have a standard uh, that uh, we are called to. And uh, as it clashes with this culture, we need to do our best to let the senators know. And, and tonight at our church, we're going to have them uh, contacting the senators here in California, which normally falls on deaf ears, but we'll do all we can in this state uh, to raise our concerns. Well, and it's not just the Democrats here. We have a list. This is a freshly updated list of Republican senators who are supporting this. And all of these folks, by the way, were just like Barack Obama. And and one of them in particular was staunchly opposed to same-sex marriage. Uh, that would be Mitt Romney of Utah, who now supports the, the bill. Also, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, and Susan Collins of Maine. Lisa Murkowski is uh, hinting that she will support this, along with um, uh, Senators, let's see here, Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa, uh, telling Business Insider that she was keeping an open mind about the bill. So uh, you could have more more Republican senators joining the Democrats, uh, Pastor. Yeah, that's a concern. And, you know, I always, as a pastor, I always ask myself, you know, what's the faith base of the individual making that vote? Uh, you know, what what's going on at their home church? Because it usually influences them. Uh, and then the second thing is, who are their donors? And uh, there's a lot of money that comes from this crowd. Uh, what they're all saying is that, you know, this was passed at the Supreme Court level. We're just agreeing with the Supreme Court. But that's not exactly as I understand it true. This is an opportunity for them to be what what our founders intended, a checks and balances in how far this uh, law is codified and how much of a nuisance it becomes to the faith community. Uh, and so at the very least, they need to consider language in the in this that excludes religious organizations, and uh, I've, I've yet to hear about that. Well, it's an opportunity for uh, Americans to pick up the phone and, and call their elected leaders. Uh, if this is passed in the Senate with amendments, and they say uh, that there will be an amendment that will protect 
uh, the religious community. I'm not so sure about that, but regardless, it'll have to go back to the House of Representatives, and um, and we understand a number of Republicans there uh, support this. So we'll see how this plays out. But people need to call and let your elected leaders in Washington know where you stand on this issue and how you want them to vote. Uh, Pastor Chapel, right. um, things going well at West Coast Baptist College, and I want to give you a plug here. You got to let folks know about West Coast Baptist College. Well, we're thrilled with what God is doing at West Coast Baptist College. It's, of course, a four-year Christian Bible college training uh, servant leaders to get out into the churches and hold to the truths like we're talking about, but most importantly, of course, the gospel. And uh, we're very thankful for around 800 students that are receiving a quality education. Uh, and they're, they're involved in ministry while they train for ministry. We're here in northern Los Angeles County with students from 46 states, and we're excited about the growth we're seeing both spiritually and academically. And folks can check it out at wcbc.edu. All right. Well, Pastor, uh, always appreciate uh, your great insight, and uh, we appreciate your great leadership in this country. Well, we appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for being a voice that's uh, on top of these issues, Todd, and it's great to talk to you today as well. Pastor Paul Champel, ladies and gentlemen, Lancaster Baptist Church, president of West Coast Baptist College there in northern Los Angeles County, one of the prettiest uh, places for a college. And if you haven't been to their campus, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, they have so many wonderful conferences, and they are making a difference in California. They stayed put, and they are growing and uh, just doing some incredible work there. Uh, again, folks, this marriage bill, and look, it's America. How you want to live your life, that's between you and, and the Lord. Um, the, United, the United States Constitution uh, allows you to make those decisions for yourself. Uh, you also have a right as a, a United States citizen to call your lawmakers and to lobby them. And we've got to make sure that religious liberty is protected. I'm sick and tired of these little bakers, uh, these wedding planners, and these florists being bullied and badgered by these uh, these radical activists. And that's got to stop. It's not right. You have a right to believe the and follow the teachings of the Holy Bible. That's what America was founded on. And we got to put a stop to this. All right, uh, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And for that matter, the Supreme Court has already ruled on this. So that's what concerns me is that this seems to be yet another attempt to go after people of, of the Christian faith and conservatives in particular. And I that, that has to stop. All right, uh, folks, got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, we're getting some new information on the attack on Paul Pelosi that happened in the wee hours of the morning. Is this not the strangest story? The mainstream media has completely stopped covering it. There are so many questions, and anytime a reporter dares to publish what appears to be the truth or at least a narrative that conflicts with the official narrative coming out of Congress, they they get whacked. So the latest information here, uh, NBC News, they suspended a journalist for reporting that there were some new details and that Paul Pelosi, 
was the one who actually opened the door for the police, but did not try to escape, did not declare an emergency, and actually walked away from the police and walked back to the man they said was his attacker, the man accused of hitting him on the, on the skull with a hammer. Now, look, um, we've been pretty pretty open about this. We don't think anybody uh, deserves to be hit on the head with a hammer. They said he had a fractured skull and these horrific um, horrific injuries, and yet he was released from the hospital within just a day or two of of being admitted. And and you wonder, okay, well, I mean, the guy's in his eighties, and he's he's got a fractured skull allegedly, and all of these other injuries allegedly. So why would they let him get out of the hospital so quickly? That didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, that's not part of the reporting here. So now NBC News is in the process of scrubbing from every one of their websites any information uh, that was reported about Pelosi that they now consider to be, I don't know, inappropriate. They haven't said it's factually inaccurate. And here's the issue. The local NBC station reported this information. There are two different versions of what happened. Now, one version indicates that two police officers opened the door of the home. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office reported that it was Mr. Pelosi who opened the door with his left hand. So it's not like there's some sort I mean, they're pretty specific here. They also cited a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the body cam footage from the night and said officers knocked on the door of the home, then backed away. The video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opening the door with his left hand. The body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePape before DePape starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. Quote, we reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation of its differing account of the seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door, but so far we have not heard back. Well, that's because it's not innocuous. Because they're telling us the guy broke into the home, woke up Paul Pelosi, um, and then started beating the guy up with a hammer. But that clearly is not what happened. We have asked to hear the 911 tape that Paul Pelosi made. Uh, People have asked to see the body cam footage, but they're not releasing the footage, and Nancy Pelosi is asking for privacy. Again, it's um, we don't know what happened in there. There was other reporting that the two were found cavorting about in their underpants, and those reports were, again, re- retracted, but they were out there, and it wasn't like some sort of a weird news agency. These were legitimate local news stations that were reporting all of this information. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... Are you believing what they're trying to sell us here? I, I something's something is way off here, and you can I mean you can speculate I guess, but it's just weird that you would have two guys in their underpants um, hanging out in the house at two o'clock in the morning, and Mister Pelosi says that he was being brutally attacked, and so what does he do? Well, he goes to the front door, and by the way, the Capitol Police were surveilling the home, but they just happened to be, I don't know, taking a break or doing something while all of this was happening.
It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, by the way, we've got some new information uh, from the New York Times, of all places. Um, upwards of at least 20 FBI and ATF agents were embedded in the crowd outside the Capitol on January 6th. We also can report, and this information was actually found in a footnote, a footnote that at least eight FBI agents had infiltrated the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, and one of the FBI agents, one of the informants, was actually a vice president of the group. And my only question here is this. Well, I have a couple of questions. But as we go to break, I want you to ponder this question. So if the FBI knew that all of this was going to happen, why didn't they stop it? They had plenty of people in the group. They had informants. They knew what was going to happen, and they didn't stop it. Not only that, the Capitol Police were told to stand down. Not only that, they told President Trump, we don't need any National Guard troops. Nancy Pelosi had the chance to put more police out there, and they did not do it. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the FBI stood down as the riots took place? They could have stopped it, but they didn't. I have a theory about why. I'll explain that coming up. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Folks, uh, let me give you the rundown here uh, from what just happened up on Capitol Hill. So Mitch McConnell won election to be Senate Minority Leader. And you say, okay, well, who voted against it? What was the vote? Who voted against him? The vote was 37 to 10 with one senator voting present. McConnell defeated Florida Senator Rick Scott. Uh, By the way, that's the first time he's had a challenger in 15 years. And it looks like the moderate Republicans pretty much control the Senate now. I want to go down the list of who got elected. Um, So John Barrasso of Wyoming um, was elected a Senate Republican conference chairman. Montana Senator Steve Daines is going to replace Rick Scott as chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. John Thune will continue as whip. So uh, that is your leadership. Now, we can't tell you who voted no. We do know Ted Cruz voted against McConnell, uh, but it was a secret vote. So there you they don't th- that's how these weasels operate. They they don't want to do anything in public. They 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 can't handle the pressure. So they do things in secret behind closed doors. And so there you go, McConnell winning secret ballot and will continue leading the dwindling number of Republican uh, senators. Unbelievable. So uh, John Cornyn of Texas says he's eager to get past divisions uh, with his Republican colleagues. He says Republicans should focus on helping Herschel Walker in the December 6th runoff against Raphael Warnock. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Up next will be the big vote, and this will determine who controls the House of Representatives, who will be the Speaker of the House. Right now, uh, Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes. 
And he's got to find the votes. 218 is the magic number there. You heard Andy McC- or Andy uh, Biggs from Arizona, who, by the way, Andy Biggs uh, says um, that this is a red herring, this idea that, well, Democrats could could pitch Liz Cheney the job and maybe some maybe some renegade Republicans, some rhinos, would actually vote for Cheney. I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know with this crowd. You never know. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Jerry in Iowa. And, Jerry, I understand you took my advice to call your senator. What happened? I, I certainly did, Brother Todd. It was it was a little it was scary, not scary, that I just looked up on the uh, Internet, Gen- Senator Joni Ernst in Iowa, and her phone number. And by golly, if there wasn't a staffer there, and he took my call, and I said that in the past, I, I voted for Joni Ernst. She's a real nice gal. However, if she supports gay marriage in any way, shape, or form, I will become a little crusader against her. <laughs> and I also said... In my little sphere, my social world, I call in a radio station here, so uh, you guys, and uh, I said that it is being talked about on the air. I didn't say where, but I like to encourage everybody else to do that. It's real easy. You just look up the phone number and, and say, do not support gay marriage, because we will never forget it if you do. So thank you, Todd. Well, Thanks for the advice. Jerry, hey, happy to do it. And look, it's, I mean, those calls matter. I mean, th- somebody took down your information. Uh, they made they made sure to get your position. And I'm telling you, if you light up the phones on Capitol Hill, people are going to respond. Your lawmakers do respond. You don't have to be mean and nasty about it, but you can give them a call and give them your opinion, uh, whether or not. And this is really not about gay marriage. And hear me, this is not about gay marriage. This is about protecting religious liberty. And I am not we 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 will not allow good-hearted Christian people to be persecuted and prosecuted because of their religious beliefs. This is the United States of America. Oh, by the way, um our good buddy Sebastian Gorka weighing in on Ron DeSantis, uh he says that DeSantis needs to step aside uh cut number 16. Fox and some Republicans say Trump is the past. We see that now. DeSantis is the future. We have sources here saying that the Florida governor is organizing to make a run. That's what at least our sources are telling us. What are your thoughts on all this? Okay, first things first. Uh, Woodward's comment about the presidency being a sacred trust. Was it a sacred trust when JFK (laughs) was having sex with Jacqueline uh, Kennedy's press secretary in the swimming pool in the West Wing? Was it a sacred trust? when Obama was using his secured iPad to drone American citizens in Yemen? Was it a sacred trust when Bill Clinton was having sex under the Resolute desk? Come on, guys, don't talk to us about sacred trusts, okay? We had a guy in the Oval who I worked for who didn't even pick a paycheck up for four years, didn't need the money, didn't need the fame, and as you said, has been pilloried and attacked by the rhino establishment and the left for six years now, including his wife and his children. Mm -hmm. And guess Guess what? And Ron, if you're listening, you've been a great governor of Florida, but you governed Florida as a mini me version of President Trump. You wouldn't be the governor of Florida if he hadn't endorsed you against a drug addict who was going to whip your ass and was going to win that governor's race. 
he endorsed you and you were a success because you used the Trump model. And it's a little bit weird for me. God bless you for everything you've done in Florida. But for, for 10 months now, the establishment, including the Republican Party, has been throwing President Trump under the bus, saying we need Ron DeSantis. And you haven't said anything. You should be in the next Trump administration. And I don't mean like a veep because a veep is an irrelevant job. Right. You, you, know, you glad had pan people who the president doesn't want to meet. You should be in the cabinet, Ron. All right. So what do you think about that here, folks? Um, maybe a cabinet level position for Ron DeSantis. I don't think he's going to go for that. I, I, and why should he? I, I'd like DeSantis. If he, look, if DeSantis does well in the primaries then I say he's he's Trump's VP. And that's the, that's the unity ticket right there. And I would still like to see both of them on a bus traveling together, holding a rally for Herschel Walker. Imagine what sort of a message it would send to see Donald Trump on one side, you got Ron DeSantis on the other, you got Brian Kemp, Herschel Walker front and center. I think that is a great image of unity for the nation. Well, folks, no doubt about it, President Trump has spoken. Now Newsmax is conducting an urgent poll, and I need you guys to participate in this poll. Will you support Trump again or DeSantis? Trump or DeSantis? Newsmax wants to know what you think, and you can vote in their new national poll by texting the word RALLY to 39747. That's RALLY to 39747. It will take just a matter of seconds to cast your vote. Trump or DeSantis, text RALLY to 39747. Folks, Newsmax, their coverage last night, spectacular. And uh, by the way, if you haven't started watching Newsmax, you need to do it. They've got a great lineup. Rob Schmidt, one of my favorites there, Sean Spicer, Greta Van Susteren. Millions of people are making the switch to Newsmax, and you should too. And by the way, do not forget, vote right now, rally to 39747. We'll be right back. Let's get to the phones here. Been a good day here on the program. 844-747-8868. Mike in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I'm so disgusted. You know, I'm with Trump all the way, but after hearing your latest news, I don't think it even matters because McConnell and the Rhinos, they're just as much against Trump as the Democrats are. He's not going to get any support from them. They're going to do everything they can to see that he's not nominated. And I just don't even care anymore because it's just hopeless. I've said that before. You told me to cheer up, but really it is hopeless with McConnell. It's just hopeless. Well, I don't I don't think it is hopeless, uh, Mike. I, I mean, we're making gains. It's it's taken a while and it's going to take a while because we didn't get we didn't get in this predicament overnight. Um, but we've just got to hold these people accountable. We've got to hold our senators accountable. And one of the things you ought to do is pick up the phone and call your two senators and find out how they voted on the Mitch McConnell oh, issue. I, I'm doing that. I called to ask them both to uh, get Trump, McConnell out of here, and I'm going to call and see how they voted. Believe me. And, I don't see how it can be a secret. No, it, it, that's, I'm with you on that. That's cowardice. You know, I want transparency. That's, that's how the Democrats act. You know, be man enough, be woman enough to, to cast your vote in public. 
Yeah, McConnell's just going to stab us in the back again. He's he hates Trump. Oh no! Well, no doubt about it. And and again, th- th- these are a lot of factors that we've got to consider because if Trump does get the nomination, you better believe that McConnell and these rhinos. And I'm talking about George W. I'm talking about Dick Cheney. They're all going to be coming after Trump, and they're going to be sabotaging him behind the scenes. No doubt. No so doubt. all that to say, we've got to we've got to get the look. Ronald Reagan had this problem, and yet Ronald Reagan was was able to steamroll over everybody and and get the get the not not only the nomination, but he won the presidency. Yeah, well, I, we can hope. We can hope. We I'll can. Keep- rooting for me yeah i'll keep hoping for trump and doing everything i can but it's just really disappointing all right hang in there mike don't get discouraged uh, look i know it's frustrating but don't get discouraged it's it's going to be good uh let's go to jeff in moorhead city north carolina hey jeff what's on your mind hey todd uh thanks for taking my call yesterday you had the topic about DeSantis and trump and i didn't have a chance to pull over in my truck but i wanted to call today um this is my take on it. Uh, Trump and DeSantis ticket is not going to it's not going to happen. Uh, this is my feeling. Uh, I've talked to my church friends and my and uh, my coffee group. Everybody just about feels the same. Trump needs to tone it down. If he's if someone on his staff is listening, he needs to tone down the rhetoric, the demeaning. On and on and on, the same old, same old. We're, we're tired of it. I was a Trump supporter. I loved his policies, and I think he's a good man. But he's got to learn to keep his mouth shut. If he would reduce it by 80%, I think he would win. But he's, if he continues like, he, like he's been doing, you know, demeaning and cutting, cutting people down, we're tired of it. He's going to lose the independents, and he's going to lose some Republicans. So he's got, between now and the convention, he's got to prove to me. Now, I, right now, I'm for DeSantis, only because I've seen what he's done in Florida. Now, Trump proved himself. He was a great president, probably one of our best, maybe the best. But when when uh, Biden was sworn in, there was a scripture that came to my mind. I can't tell you where it is right now. But it says pride comes before the fall. Todd, there is no man in the history of the world that has been more prouder than Donald Trump. Let's all face it. He was a proud man, told us every day all of his accomplishments. We know all of that. There's a time to shut up. There's a time to listen. Now, I'm for him. But if there's somebody on his staff, let me tell you, there's a lot of people who feel like me. He needs to tone it down. He needs to forget about the election. That's going to be awfully hard for a man like him. But he's going to have to forget that, put his put the foot to the pedal, and if he tones down his rhetoric, I'll be for him. If he doesn't, I'll be for Ron DeSantis. All right, Jeff. I I, I hear you, and um, and I will make a notation of this. And, and again, it's there's a lot of time. We're we're talking about seven hundred days, over seven hundred days, and. I, th- I think there are a lot of people that feel just like you do that are diehard Trump supporters. And we all need a course correction. And the question is, can, can President Trump make that course correction and will he stick with the, with the correction once it happens? That's the question. Jeff, appreciate the call. Uh, 844-747-8868. By the way, uh, President Trump did touch on the voter fraud issue uh, last night. Cut number 11, please. 
We will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty, confidence, and trust in our elections. To eliminate cheating, I will immediately demand voter ID, same-day voting, and only paper ballots. Only paper ballots. Well, I I like that, but again, uh, we're talking about local elections here, and uh, the question is, do you want to nationalize all of your elections? Do you want to have a a, a common system of of voting? I mean, that's 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 what the president is talking about there. Uh, let's go to PJ WDUN in Georgia wants to weigh in on this Respect for Marriage Act. Hey, PJ, what's up? Hey, Todd. We need to. Uh we need to be careful and, and be very serious about it when we try to stop things uh, like the gay marriage where it'll affect the church. Because if we don't uh, do it, once it gets established, you can't hardly stop these things. So I just wanted to say how very important it is that whatever we can do, we need to do it to stop this stuff because it will come at the churches and it will persecute good people that stands for the Lord. Oh, no doubt about that. The way this, the way it's written right now, they're going to be coming after everybody who doesn't support this, uh, doesn't support same-sex marriage. Now, here's the issue, PJ, and we're, we don't have a lot of time. We'll try to get into this tomorrow. Uh, but PJ, the, the broader question is, should the Supreme Court, and this is, you know, Clarence Thomas raised this issue, which is why they want to codify this. He said, just like Roe v. Wade, the, the government has no right to tell individual states, how to rule on those issues. Those are states' issues. And he was just trying to say that he believes that gay marriage is a state issue, not a federal issue. Yes, sir, I would go along with that. I think that it is a uh, – I think the federal government should stay out of the stuff uh, because they're so messed up so much. Uh, I think it ought to go back to the states and stay the states. But uh, I, I do believe that whoever can, and everybody that has a platform, ought to stand against it because they will persecute, uh, just like you said, bakeries. I mean, well, you can't have a business without this stuff coming at you. You can't do anything in society anymore. And once it's established in the law, you can't stand against it. That's true. And and we have seen, look, we've seen this happen. They told us, Obama told us, folks, what's the problem? What are you, all you people worried about, all you Christians out there? You go live your life. You do you. This isn't going to impact you at all. Well, it turned out, by golly, it did impact all of us. And, and we have seen the court cases come down one after the other. A lot of people are really seeing their lives ruined simply because they follow the Bible's teachings on that. So, PJ, good call. Uh, Folks, we'll try to have Congressman Scott Perry with us tomorrow. Busy day up on Capitol Hill. Uh, A lot going on. And, of course, the big fight for control of of the House still underway. Republicans technically one seat away from gaining power And uh, the big question is, who's going to be the next Speaker of the House? So we're going to get into more of that tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, head over to ToddSterns.com. We have some great stories up. We'll be also following this crazy story out of California with these law enforcement cadets who were uh, hit by this uh, wrong-way driver. All right, folks, that music means we've got to scoot out of here. Great day, great calls, great conversation. And guess what? We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. Uh, All right, folks. Have a good one, everybody. Be good, America.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.